ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, July 13th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Glad to be back. Wow, last week, let me tell you, heard that. Doing a lot of things for herd fans and, of course, basketball in general. Got a lot of great buzz. It was a lot of fun watching herd that play. They fall, of course, to overseas elite. The legend of Aunt Elmore continues to grow. So next year should be even more fun for herd that. Hopefully, we can see more of this combination. Maybe they can add a few components. I thought they were really competitive, but that was last week. Of course, over the last week as well. We had the Big Ten, we had the Pac-12, all limiting their 2020 football season to conference games only. Actually, they're going to really cut out all the non-conference stuff for all the sports, it looks like, across the board. And we're still waiting for the SEC to come up with their decision. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten, maybe the harbingers of things to come. We've got leagues deciding, no, we're not going to be doing this. And some are still up in the air. ACC kind of still trying to figure out what they're going to do. We're going to get into all of that. We've got a lot to get into. However, I want to start with the Washington NFL football team. Can't call them the Redskins anymore because they made the announcement today. They are dropping the Redskins name and the Indian head logo. Lots of pressure. Sponsors. When the sponsors get involved, you can have an opinion and you can disagree with the franchise. You can disagree a lot, but when the sponsors start making noise, then the financial realities start to hit that maybe it's time to change the name, and that's what Washington has done. Of course, lots of criticism as well as their moniker, their logo, offensive to Native Americans. So begins the hunt, the search for a new name. The problem is, what do you replace Redskins with that will, one, they're going to try to distance themselves from this. They don't want to have any Native American imagery. So there was even a suggestion, I think, from the Navajo tribe, co-talkers, which I thought, hey, that was pretty that's a pretty good idea, actually, because that's a very important moment in American history. I don't know if they would go that way because they're trying to get away maybe go in the opposite direction of anything that has anything to do with Native American imagery. And then you have someone who is squatting on almost every possible name combination you can come up with. I've heard Red Tails has been a an idea, and that, again, would honor an important moment in the United States and American history. Of course, with the Red Tails, a very, probably still to this day, under appreciated group of African-Americans and what they did during the war, especially the fact that this was a squadron that doesn't get enough, I think, maybe attention in our history books. So that's a great idea, possibly. I don't know what's going to be, though. 
we can have some fun with it, and we will probably a little bit later on. What could be? I mean, the Washington Generals. I've even heard that the Washington Generals have offered their name for a price that they'll give up the name Washington Generals. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, that might not be a bad name to have, even though it's really connected to the Harlem Globetrotters. It's connected to the team that the Globetrotters whips up on. I mean, nothing would be changed, really. The Redskins have been the whipping boy for the league for a while, so nothing's changed there. Unfortunately, I don't know if you want that connotation, so maybe you don't have that. Maybe you try to find a different direction. It's going to be interesting to see what they come up with, but no longer are they the Washington Redskins. As far as I'm concerned, they're Washington FC. We can, we can go the soccer route, Washington Football Club. That seems to be the more popular way to go for a lot of these soccer teams. Instead of having a traditional mascot, a traditional nickname, instead you focus more on the community itself. It's the Washington Football Club or as they do in soccer. Like, for example, Cincinnati FC. It's Cincinnati's football club. It's Cincinnati FC. You're a fan of Cincinnati FC. I'm a fan of Cincinnati. I mean, you could go that direction. It'd be interesting to see which direction they go. But there's so many opportunities here for them now. And honestly, once the sponsors started talking, I knew that nickname was going to be walking real soon. And then we find out today that Houston Rockets star guard Russell Westbrook, he made the announcement he's tested positive for the coronavirus. This was before the team departed for Walt Disney World. So... You know what's going to happen there. We're going to probably hear more cases, not necessarily from Houston, but we're going to hear of more players testing. I mean, already, I think MLS is having a hard time here. Pittsburgh Penguins, they opened up their training camp today after sidelining nine players. It's all voluntary, but they sidelined nine players who have possible secondary exposure to a person testing positive for COVID-19. So, they're taking the precaution, okay, we're going to isolate them now. We're not even going to wait. We're just going to isolate them now. We're going to sideline them, not give them an opportunity to infect the rest of us if they are positive, and let's protect them as well. Now, of course, the Penguins didn't name those players. They didn't say who you know, they were. They didn't do that. But the NHL has sort of put a, a blanket on this. They have barred teams from revealing injury or illness information as a way to protect player privacy. So you're not going to find out. There's not going to be an injury report. There's not going to be an illness report. Sort of like the way things are handled in martial football. If uh, Unless Doc Holliday tells us about it, we don't know about it. If he deems it important for him to tell us, we find out about it. If he doesn't, it's all rumor and speculation. Now, secondary exposure, it's still important. So they're not going to be allowed to practice until they're deemed safe. And the NHL, believe it or not, right now, I think the NHL, and there could be some bias coming out of me, but the NHL so much farther ahead than most. They pick two of the safer places to go. We're going to quarantine. We're going to be in, in Canada because Canada got it right. Canada's doing a lot better. Canada doesn't have hot spots spurring you know, the discussion, can we play or can't we play? They don't have the problem. Say, of course, the virus is still with them. It's with us. But they don't have 
the problems that other spots are having right now. So I think Gary Bettman's getting it done. I mean, you got the uh, CBA extended. They're going to play hockey. They have already had their draft. They're going to have a secondary draft. There's going to be a situation in which if he pulls this off, he's going to look good. The NHL, Gary Bettman, right now, Gary Bettman with a plan above. We haven't even heard what the NFL is going to do, so I can't really criticize the NFL. The NBA, they're going to be in the bubble, but how is that going to work? Are players going to stay in the bubble? Baseball, I mean, they're already having inter-squad. We're going to actually have some baseball broadcasts coming up here in the next few days, I'm hoping and looking forward to. We're going to have preseason baseball. Preseason baseball, and then we're going to have the short regular season baseball. Baseball, I can't say they're doing it right or wrong. We haven't heard much. We've heard players say, look, I'm not doing this or I'm going to do this, but baseball might be able to pull it off. I don't know. Hockey looks like they're going to be able to pull this off. I still don't know. Heck, at least they pulled it off at the TBT, the basketball tournament, with their quarantine. Now, that was, of course, a a condensed form of basketball. That was a tournament, a basketball bubble condensed. So you're out a couple of weeks. You're not out of several weeks. You're out a couple of weeks. And as you saw, the testing worked. The numbers went down because guys were coming in and they were testing. And then the test became less and less positive till finally everybody was was coming through clear. And, of course, their whole method of if someone tests positive, the entire team is out, I mean, that put a lot – on the other teammates to okay look I'm I've got to be I've got to be accountable if I test positive I jeopardize everybody else's opportunity here and actually if you get to a point where you test positive you take away everyone else's opportunity little different story though as far as the NHL the NBA MLB the NFL is concerned and college football we got a lot to get into there I mean, are we going to have a Marshall football season we haven't heard from Conference USA yet. The dominoes haven't fallen that far yet. The Big Ten came out and set the stage. And the Ivy League comes out, and they basically say, look, this is how it's going to be. And then the Big Ten comes out and says, all right, conference only. We can control it better. We know that Michigan is going to adhere to the same policies and procedures and guidelines that Ohio State does that Indiana does, that Michigan State does. So then you're going to see the Pac-12 do the same, and they're not going to travel outside of conference. And it works for the Big Ten for the most part. The geography is good there. And for the Pac-12, it's it's good for the most part. It's, it's going to work. But can we even get to that point? Also, it pushes the season back. I mean, what this has done has basically – put the line back further. We pushed the line back. Instead of starting early, non-conference, you eliminate that and you push the line back. So now, Big Ten's line of no return is a little bit further. Pac-12's line of no return, a little bit further. The SEC, we haven't heard anything from yet. Guess what? If the SEC comes out and says, oh, no, 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 we're playing, the Pac-12 is going to say, oh, yeah, we're playing too. ACC might even say, oh, yeah, 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 we're playing. But we haven't heard from the American or Conference USA. 
the MAC, the MAC, if if any league would like to just isolate itself, the MAC would be perfect for this. The MAC could pull it off because the geography works. I mean, sure, you're going to have to take that flight to Buffalo, but the geography works. I mean, this could be almost a bus league here for the most part. With the way the MAC is laid out, you can make this work. You could be conference only for the MAC, and it would be good. It would be good for the MAC. Now, you're losing all because you're already losing some of that Big Ten money. Where do the Big Ten schools go when they want a non conference opponent? Well, a lot of times they're pulling from MAC schools. It's un. It's not unheard of or unusual for Ohio State to feast on the MAC during the non-conference. Pick those Ohio schools and bring them in. Akron, Kent, bring Kent in as well. The Red Hawks, Toledo, bring them in. You could do that. But we'll get into this because, again, the SEC, they're the next big domino to fall. And they're going to probably try to figure out where the line is for them. Which conference basically says, all right, we're going to call it all off, the big conferences? Or can they think and really execute this plan that let's just go non-conference, get rid of that, let's just go, get it, get out of here. We'll go all conference, all in on that. We'll get your phone calls in as well. And will Marshall have a game here in late August? Will Marshall play week zero? Will that happen? Can that happen? And what about basketball? I know we're pushing the line back a little further. Marshall last week announcing the basketball schedule as well. All of a sudden, does that change? Does that carry over to, okay, a lot of these leagues not having basketball as well, or at least they're going to go to conference-only games? It's interesting quandary here to ponder. We'll talk about it and get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. With Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Miller Light, the phone lines are 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, we all know this, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 limiting the 2020 football season to conference games only. And the SEC athletic directors are meeting right now. We haven't heard anything yet. We don't know. It hasn't anything leak out yet or been revealed. But there are some possibilities here. There could be some schedule modifications here. And unfortunately, if you're a group of five school or if you're FCS school, you're not on the list. So you don't get to play. So don't think that if you're a group of five school and you've got a game with an SEC school, that maybe you're going to come out of this and still have your money game. Now, if it does happen, the SEC does eliminate G5 and FCS games from their schedule, they have a couple of models they could follow. First of all, they could have an eight-game conference schedule, and it would mirror what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are doing by dropping their non-conference games and playing their existing conference schedule. 
Of course, the SEC would have the championship game in Atlanta as well, so that would not go away. And there's a second possibility that's being floated out there. Uh, an eight-game season, the SEC would shrink the football window down to two months. So we're talking about eight-game schedule, two months. Let me what, October, November maybe, September, October, October, November. You know, I have to see what it looks like. I'd be interested to see where they go with this. But that's what the SEC is talking about. I mean, they're trying to, again, push that line back. All right, we don't have to we don't have to cross it yet. We haven't gotten to the Rubicon yet. We haven't had to make that decision. Do we cross the Rubicon here? Because you can't go back after you cross. You just can't go. So you get to a certain point, you're either in or you're out. And if you're in, you better be sure. And if you're out, you gotta know. And of course, the SEC. We hold our breath waiting for the SEC. ACC, if they go, I think we won't be surprised or shocked. The Big 12, nobody knows what the Big 12 is going to do. I think the Big 12 is probably waiting because I don't think the Big 12 wants to be in a position where they jump too soon but at the same time take maybe a leadership role on this. I mean, at least the Big 10 and the Pac-12, at least they took a little leadership on their own and said, look, this is where we're at. This is where we're going with this, and we're not going to go anywhere else. We're going to do this. And that's what the SEC is talking about. And the ACC, I think they're going because they announced today that their virtual media days, those were scheduled for July 21st to 23rd. Those have been postponed indefinitely. Well, why would you do that? Why would you postpone your media day? Well, we don't know. We don't know. But if you're a person like me who has the freedom and the ability to ponder, because again, this isn't this is speculation, and I willingly tell you that it's speculation. But if I was speculating, it's because they don't have an idea what they're doing yet, or they're going to have some modifications here. I mean, they of course cancel in-person media days, and then they went to a virtual set, and that's what a lot of the conferences did. The conferences decided early, okay, we're going to have a virtual media day. And now the ACC postponing theirs. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. They don't know. They don't know what they're going to do. And they were the last Power 5 conference to move to the virtual format. But guess what? They are the first to say, hey, um, we're going to postpone that. So maybe that's going to be a harbinger of things to come. As I was talking about earlier, leagues are trying to decide what they're going to do. The Patriot League. Now, the Patriot League. In the grand scheme of things, the Patriot League is not going to move the football needle. But the Patriot League decided suspending fall sports. So another league goes down. When will Conference USA make the decision? Is Conference USA going to make the decision after the Power Five conferences decide? Because at that point, there might not be much room left here. Because you, you do play your conference schedule. You can play that. That's fine. But you're out of conference. It's going to be made up. There's going to be a power school on there. There's going to be a school that's not in the power, a G5. You're going to have a, a mixed bag. If you are a power conference, you can turtle up a little bit better. But if you're, say, Marshall, I mean, you're sitting right now, you're probably wondering, what's the schedule going to look like? If you're a Marshall fan, What what is this going to be? After this is all said and done. And if you look at the schedule, you're sitting here, you think to yourself, okay, 
ECU. Haven't heard anything from the American yet. So that game could still be on on August 29th. That's a possibility. And then you got Pitt. And Pitt, you don't know yet. And that's a game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. I mean, that's a that's a double whammy right there. You lose Pitt if the ACC decides to go and say, no, not doing the non-conference stuff. And then Ohio. Marshall, Ohio. I mean, we're talking, what, 90-minute drive here. They might actually try to play that unless the MAC comes out and says no non-conference games. And does anyone think Boise State's coming to Huntington? I mean, just gut feeling. Not basing this off anything said or done, just do you think Boise's coming? So that's going to leave. If you go with the non-conference schedule, just blow that out. And then you got Marshall taking on Rice. That's in Huntington, so at least Marshall doesn't have to travel. But then you got Western Kentucky, La Tech, FAU, FIU, and boy, you're sitting there thinking, do I really want to take my football team to Miami, Florida? Is it going to be okay to take them in October? And probably the answer is no, probably not. And you got Middle Tennessee and you got Charlotte and you have Old Dominion. Old Dominion, of course, is in Virginia. And then Middle and Charlotte, those will be games here in Huntington. And do you condense that then? Do you take, if you don't have a non conference schedule, do you then condense your your season? Do you maybe try to play September, October? Or do you, because if you really look at it, October 3rd is when the conference schedule begins for Marshall. So you play the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, the 24th, and then the 31st, and then you wrap this thing up in November. you got a week off, and then November 14th, 21st, and 28th if you're Marshall. I mean, does Conference USA to try to just condense this thing? and just, Or does Conference USA do one better and go, you know what, okay, uh, we're going to eliminate the crossover games. I mean, look at it that way. Does Conference USA go, okay, you know what, Rice, you don't have to go to Huntington. That's a long trip. You don't have to make that trip. Okay. Watek, you you don't get to play host the Marshall. I mean, you do do you do it that way? And then what you're looking at here is pretty much a hop, skip, and jump to Bowling Green, Kentucky. A hop, skip, and jump to Old Dominion. And you take a plane, a charter to, to FIU, but you would charter that. I mean, does it come down to that? I mean, do you condense it that further? How much TV money are we talking about here? Not losing much. I mean, is it overwhelming? Every penny counts, and I get that, but what are we talking here? And again, this is just total speculation on my part, not based in any reality. I'm not in the room with anyone. I'm not having the conversations with the athletic directors, with the presidents, what they're comfortable with, what each athletic department thinks they can do, where they feel that they need to be, where they're not. I mean, I'm not having those conversations, but these are probably the questions I would be asking if I had an opportunity, if I was in there. Okay. Is it safe to fly rice into Huntington? Is it safe? I mean, do you want to take your team to Miami, Florida this year? I mean, you don't know what it's going to look like in October because we're going to have flu season as well. You got flu season coming up, and you don't know what you don't know what wave. If this is still wave one, you don't know what wave two looks like. 
And football is going to be a hard sell for for playing. The NFL, NFL at least has the uniform resources, uniform in nature, because it's one organization, the NFL. It's all one, one voice. Roger Goodell is the commissioner, but he speaks with the voice of the NFL. The Players Association, the NFL, they're talking to each other, I'm sure, trying to figure this out. They're all working together because the players have a voice. Same thing with the NHL. Same thing with the NBA. Same thing with baseball, Major League Baseball. The players have a voice. Do the kids on these rosters have a voice? Some schools, possibly. Other schools, maybe not. And that's the question here is what it's going to look like. And do the players have a voice? Now, Charlotte Athletic Director Mike Hill, he's got some plans if games get canceled. And we'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to the Monday, July 13th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Any of you listen to Best Week Ever on ESPN Radio? If you don't, you should. Of course, you should always be listening to ESPN Radio because you'll hear things like this. Mike Hill, Charlotte's Athletic Director, he was on the program. He was discussing whether a canceled football season would force Charlotte to cut sports from its athletic department. And he also talked about it on how much time Group of Five needs should their Power Five games be canceled to fill in schedules. And he said on the program, I've actually had some conversations already with some programs that if we need to fill some slots, I think we'd have an opportunity to backfill opponents. That's just to be prepared as much as anything else. He also said, I think the best we can do now is to be having conversations behind the scenes to be prepared if that were to happen. Now, he said there's no sports going to be cut. He said they're not going to cut sports. He was asked that question. He said that Charlotte's an outlier, though, because their athletic foundation had a, a great year, set a record for annual giving, almost a 20% increase in annual giving. And a last, I mean, a vast majority of that came in the last three months during the pandemic. So they're out there. I know that's crazy, right? They're out there and the giving is coming during the pandemic. This is when people have started to cut back and pull back what they're spending and pull back their money. And Charlotte's like, hey, yeah, you know what? No, people were given. People were giving to, to the program. 20% annual increase. Annual. 20% increase in annual giving. And the majority of that came in the last three months. I guess the fan base wants to keep Charlotte strong for the future. They're playing because again, Charlotte eventually is leaving this conference if they can get out. They're they're angling, they're angling for the American. I'm sure them, possibly Old Dominion. They're going to try to figure out how to get out of here eventually. Charlotte, I don't know. Charlotte might have a shot get that basketball going if they get basketball really good. And to the point where they're getting to the NCAA tournament on an annual basis here and they're winning some games. Maybe they could get in. Maybe. It's a possibility. 
So that's where Charlotte's at right now. Of course, we don't know where anyone else is in Conference USA for the most part because, again, the conference hasn't come up with an announcement or a, a guideline or any direction of what the league's going to do because you got to look at, again, I think right now Marshall, the schedule's still intact because the American hasn't pulled out. The MAC hasn't pulled out. The ACC hasn't pulled out. I don't think Boise's coming. I, if they come, I'm I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but I don't know where we're at right now. This whole late August September schedule could be blown out. I mean, it could start. It could be a conference only deal. Now, if you're a Group of Five conference, you're sitting there going, ah, I don't know. We need to hang on to every game we possibly can. It might not be their decision, though. Because at some point, they're going to probably lose so many games, it might just, oh, you know, okay. Um, hey, uh, hey, Ohio, we'll see you next year. Or keep this in mind. We might see some creative ways of scheduling. Again, the spring is a possibility. There could be spring football. There could be a few games in fall. There could be a few games in spring. There could be that possibility. It could get really creative because, again, right now, television money is going to be important. But a conference like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 can say, look, okay, uh, some of our non-conference games, all right, we're good. We're going to take that hit. We can take that hit. And you might see the SEC, Big 12, and the ACC finally follow suit. And there could be spring football. There could be. I mean, there are conversations. There could be, just point out, all right, we're going to cancel. We're going to take this season and cancel. It's going to be detrimental. But if you're a power league, you could possibly bounce back, definitely. Or you you take the the concept of spring football seriously and go, okay, you know what? We're going to play this in the spring. Maybe we're going to play conference-only games in the spring. That could be a possibility. You could you could do that because you're going to try to get in as many games as you possibly can. And if you're the Big 12, you're losing, what, three conference games and that's it? Non-conference? You're losing that. If you're the SEC, I'm sure you could, you could make a full – you could put together a full schedule conference. You could do it. Same thing with the ACC. You could do it if you're if you're – going to do that or you just stay with the limited amount of games because again it could be more important to have a uniform schedule certain date and we haven't talked about local municipalities the local states the cities we haven't talked about that i mean imagine if you will city hall down the street from our studio here City Hall goes, okay, we can't have a large gathering because nobody decided to wear a mask. So now we got to curb this thing, and it's just nuts out there. So we can't have a large gathering. So nobody's going to go to a Marshall game. You know, you, we're not having football here. I mean, what, what if that edict comes down from City Hall for the health and safety and well-being? What if, what if the governor, what if Big Jim comes down? Because he already basically said no to fares today. He basically said, oh, we're, we're limiting what you can do people-wise. So basically, 
We're not saying you can't do it, but if you can do it with 25 people or less, have at it, but we're basically cutting you off. We haven't had those conversations just yet, but it's going to come down to what happens here in the next few weeks. SEC, Big 12, and ACC, they're, they're going to make their decisions, and that's going to drive this thing. Hampton University, they are they're right now, they are suspending fall sports. Now, again, Hampton University, not a drop in the bucket here at all. I mean, Hampton says, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to have we're not going to have college athletics. So if if they say this, all right, it doesn't move the needle very often. No offense to Hampton, but Hampton football is not moving the needle. But if other institutions that are a lot bigger come out and say, no, we're not doing this, or the conferences come out, then that's going to move the needle a little bit. And then you got United States Naval Academy and their AD, Chet Gladcuck. Chet Gladchuck. It's his real name. Naval Athletic Director Chet Gladchuck. He says that they want to play the Army-Navy game if possible. So, December 12th, you might see Army-Navy. Of course, Navy, a member of the American, and they're waiting for the league to make their decision about fall sports. And you can't do that if uh, you got to have a decision here. Because they're talking about other conferences having also pushing back championship games, and the AAC can't do that because the the game, Army-Navy, that's the bigger game. What's big, what, what would you rather do? If, if you're Navy, win the American or beat Army? You're beating Army. Of course you are. Of course you are. That's just, again, that's where we're at right now. And that's the big unknown. That's the big unknown, but believe it or not, I think a lot of people already just braced for it. I mean, for example, um, I didn't get a chance to, to really get into this uh, earlier, but uh, talking about ticket sales, West Virginia, and this was in Blue Gold News, and Greg Hunter, of course, uh, part of the uh, statewide sports line, which follows this program on Metro News. Um, this was in a story that uh, was on Blue Gold News. Here are the ticket sales for Mountaineer football. They're reporting sales of 18,000 season tickets. Last time, they at this point last year, 23,000. And at the beginning of the 2019 season, they had sold a total of 25,700. And so tickets are on decline. This was kind of before the virus, but it's been on decline. And now you see 18,000 football tickets sold. You know how many season tickets or how many tickets the Mountaineers sold in 2012? 37,000. 37,000 season tickets in 2012. And home attendance is, is strong because single game sales. A lot of people are making the decision game day. You know what? I'm going to the game. Let's get, let's get single game. Or I'm not going to commit to a season ticket package, but I can commit to these games. And... They got a pretty attractive schedule. So if 
somebody decides to go to one game and not the other, well, somebody else will definitely pick up the slack and, and take that available ticket. But that's where they're at with their tickets. Now, you know, Marshall doesn't usually release the season ticket numbers uh, you know, on a regular basis. You know, that would be an interesting question to, to ask, see where Marshall is at as far as season ticket sales are concerned. But again, there's a, there's a good chance that if football is being played, the only people that are going to get to watch football being played are probably going to be season ticket holders. And that's an interesting question. What's the, what's the line? How many do you sell and go, okay, no more? And how do you socially distance? And that includes, I'm sure, the luxury suites where a lot of money comes from. Press bo- We've had this conversation before, and we haven't got to that point where the plan has come out yet, how this is going to be handled. Because right now, there's a mandate to wear masks when you can't socially distance. So I'm in the studio right now by myself, encased in my own personal bubble. I don't have a mask on. I have to have one on when I leave this studio. Now, when I go to my own personal workspace, I can take it off. But anywhere else in the building, I'm going to wear a mask. Does that carry over to when we're in football season? Is everybody in the luxury suites, or yeah, would there be limited seating available? Like, okay, you can only have four. If your booth has 12 seats, you can only have four in there, and you don't have to wear masks. And how's that going to work? And again, these are questions that we haven't got answered yet. I'll say this, though. Um, it's been interesting. We'll wrap it up when we continue. Today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Sick and tired of all the robocalls? Armstrong has some great news. Spam blocking is now included free with your Armstrong telephone service. This new enhancement to caller ID scans incoming calls and blocks the confirmed fraudulent ones before your phone even rings. Enjoy clear and reliable service with all your favorite calling features, plus unlimited long distance across the U.S. and Canada for one low price. Get only the calls that matter to you. That's telephone service from Armstrong. Life made easy. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you miss any part of today's program, you can always go back later on this evening and catch it on the podcast. That's right. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. So we've had a pretty busy Monday so far. Uh, haven't heard anything uh, coming up yet from the SEC at their meeting today. We haven't heard anything definitive. We probably won't hear anything at least for a while as uh, they're going to bide their time a little bit trying to figure out where they're at right now. But again, they're at the status quo with the Big 12 and the ACC. Big 10, Pac-12 are conference play only right now, and I'm sure they're going to be joined soon. And um, we just need to figure out, okay, are we going to shorten the season? Are we going to have spring football? Are we just going to cancel this thing? And a lot of people think it's not going to happen. And, of course, there's a lot more probably angst with college football than there is with professional sports. Because, again, we're going to have we're going to have summer hockey. We're going to have summer NBA. We're going to have summer hockey. We're going to have 
possibly baseball. And the good news is, at least with Marshall, so far so good with the COVID-19 prevention measures. Maybe Mike Hamrick needs to be in charge. Let's put Mike in charge because right now, I mean, we haven't seen the numbers come out from Marshall the way we've seen from other programs. I mean, and Marshall was one of the first to go as far as the the early, you know, bringing kids back to campus. I mean, Marshall was the first one. I mean, they were the first ones to also to to say, "Hey, we've got some we've got some positive tests, but guess what?" We don't like the fact our kids came back with it, but we're happy we found it so we can get them in quarantine and get them treatment, whatever it takes. And it worked. And believe it or not, nobody has come back since. We haven't had any reports that, okay, somebody caught it. Everybody's been taking it seriously. Because, again, if you don't wear the mask, you don't have football. I mean, really, that that should be... That should be the, the motto here. I mean, if you're a sports fan, you're sitting here thinking, okay, let me get this straight. If we all wear our masks and we cut the transmission of this thing down and we can get to some sort of, of, of some semblance of being normal here, uh, we can have football? Okay, put the mask on. Get your get get a Marshall mask on. I mean, you know, get a, get a herd mask. Get a... Get a Washington Capitals mask like I told Spencer, our intern, to get because he can't wear that Redskins mask anymore. You're going to have to get the new logo. I mean, you can wash, you can wear the Nationals, you can wear the Capitals. Um, you can wear, uh, I don't know, is there any other Washington teams that you like? I mean. Not really. I'm not a big Wizards guy. Well, wear those. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I have them all. Okay, you have them all. You have, like, the, the collection. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what you could get me for my birthday? You could get me a Bengals one. Okay. Okay. So on you're, the list. You're going to get me one for my birthday? Maybe. It's on the list. Okay. Um, got to figure out my finances since yeah, this was an well, unpaid internship. Yeah, well, I mean, trust me, this is almost like an unpaid job for me, too. So <laughs> I feel I feel your pain there, Spencer. I feel your pain. I understand completely. Uh, Spencer Duplete, by the way. Uh, give, him a, give him a lot of credit last week. Uh, Bill Cornwell as well. Give him a lot of credit. Appreciate him. Step it in, fill it in. I appreciate those guys. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.